Merry Christmas, and welcome to God is a Dad podcast. I'm your host, Justin. Uh, I'll be joined in a minute by my friends, Dan and Jake. We are three dads who like to talk about what God's like as a parent and how that kind of informs how we can be raising our kids in the best way. Today, we're going to be continuing with our Christmas theme, trying to make our Christmas uh, the best we can for our kids. So we'll first start out with an update on our Santa conversation uh, we had last week. We had some funny stuff happen related to that conversation in the week after. And then we're going to get into a conversation talking about essentially how to make Christmas better for our kids, for our families, kind of how to enhance the holiday experience for everybody in the family. So that's the topic. Hope it helps you get into the spirit of the season even more and hope you come away with a couple of things maybe your family can apply uh, either this year or next Christmas. Let's go ahead and get started. Yeah, let's hear let's hear this thing out there. I actually had one too when you when you texted me and said you had it. I was like, oh, that's how I was planning on starting anyway. So, but I'm I'm curious how different your update will be than mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I think like the next day after we did the podcast, yeah, we were just eating breakfast. I don't know. I think Anna and I were talking about the podcast, and so we were just talking about how Santa wasn't real. And just kind of talking about the ideas. And Eli goes, but we saw the real Santa, Dad. We we saw the real one. <laughs> and we were like, so first off, first off, they've seen Santa a couple times in a couple different variations. But the Santa he's referring to is the Santa we just saw at the lighting of the tree in Monona. So Santa comes in on a fire truck. <laughs> He gets a microphone, turns on the lights, and here's what he says. Thank you. Thank you. You are all awesome. Thank you for this. <laughs> all awesome. He doesn't say, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. <laughs> repeating. You are all awesome. Screaming it into this microphone. That's <laughs> beyond its limit. So it's all fuzzy. The lights right, are right. going. Kids are screaming. It's like... A terrible experience. So, but Eli's like, oh, we saw we saw the real Santa, we, and we we're like, well, that was just somebody pretending to be Santa. Santa is not real, and he's like, but we saw him, and we we're like, yeah. that was just a guy who dressed up. Not a big deal. Santa's not real. Then we said, but a lot of people pretend that Santa's real, and. It's really fun for little kids. So if somebody says that Santa's real in your class, make sure not to tell them. Like, it's not your responsibility to tell them that Santa's not real. We'll let their parents, you know, let their parents tell them that Santa's not real. So we ha- we kind of talked about that for like mm-hmm. five to ten minutes and got it squared away. So yeah. that that totally confirms my suspicion because when you kind of resolved at the end of your at the end when you were like yeah I don't think our kids believe it I was like dude they're five they they definitely <laughs> believe in Santa Claus <laughs> unless you told them that he's not real they definitely think he's real. <laughs> so <laughs> two days ago Anna gets a phone call from <laughs> the teacher and the teacher Anna didn't pick up so Anna gets this voicemail hi Anna. Just want to let you know, everybody's okay. Everybody is okay. <laughs> uh, but if you have a chance, give me a call back. So Anna calls back. 
doesn't respond to voicemail or whatever. Anna calls me is like a little concerned. I didn't get a phone call from her. Anna talks to the teacher at the end of the school day. And it turns out that Eleanor did not take, you don't have to tell, like it's not your responsibility to tell other people that Santa's not real. Seriously. Uh, So (laughs) she contradicted a bunch of the kids in the classroom and said, oh, that's just, that's just for little kids. Santa's just for little kids. Santa's not real. Told a bunch of people that it wasn't real. So the teacher had to have a conversation with her. And now we have had another conversation. And now we are pretending that Santa is real. Wow. (laughs) Belkin cookie is we're just pretending that Santa's real. So, how uh, how how do you feel about that? <laughs> I feel fine. <laughs> so we have we have reversed one eighty'd, and we're we're pretending that Santa is is real. Ah. Did Eleanor say like Santa's not real? But if your parents would like to learn how to navigate this conversation, they can listen to God's a Dad <laughs> God's a Dad podcast. Wow, interesting. Jake, what's your take on that? Uh, that sounds uh, pretty par for the course. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm surprised by like the, the sort of uh, twist ending that the that Dan and Anna decided to just say, "Hey, Santa's real." So I'm well, now well, yeah, now Santa's real, but right. But now I'm intrigued, like what Eleanor and Eli will do when they go back to school, like how they will save face. Like all the kids, like uh, I'm pretty sure that he's real. Like, what, what, what would they do? We'll find out. How do you feel about that, Dan? Do you care? I mean, I guess no. you, that was kind of your whole take for last week was that you didn't really care either way. So we said, like, we know Santa's. We still have said to them, like, Santa's not real, but we're gonna pretend and act like he is real, and it's, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So, like, oh, okay. I don't know. I feel like. Uh, apparently, Eleanor and Eli have taken it to heart that Santa is real and believe it is not real. <laughs> We're definitely still in that camp of like Santa's not real, but we're just going to act like he is. And we're going to, I don't feel like our, our stance on Santa's not real, our take on it has changed. Our implementation of helping the kids navigate school probably has changed a little bit. I thought they were old enough to, to, <laughs> To understand, like, hey, if somebody says it, that Santa's real, don't, don't contradict them. Like, let their parents do it. But now, now we're aiding them in the process. Wait, so are you guys going to give gifts from Santa? Probably. We're probably going to keep it as realistic as we can. Wow, look at that. <laughs> probably. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, we're pretending as much as we can that Santa's real right now so that so that they don't ruin the magic for other kids. Uh, at the end of the day, like we'll always say, like Santa's not real. Yeah, like if they ask you, or you, you mean you'll give them gifts from Santa and you'll say, "But Santa's not real." <laughs> uh, I don't think we'll talk about it unless they ask us again. Yeah, right, right. right. Um, but probably at the beginning of the, like the next year, like the beginning of next Christmas season. We'll probably again say like, "Hey, you know, Santa's not real. Don't tell your classmates about it. We're gonna pretend like it is still, probably." 
Like, because we've already had that conversation probably like three times since then. And so, like, they know that we're, we're pretending at this point for sure. So were they, were, was, I'm curious, was she able to effectively convince kids that Santa wasn't real? Because I feel like that happened, like I said already, but I feel like that happened. But then when, at that age, I felt like when kids did that at a certain age, and this, uh, obviously this memory is fuzzy because it was a long time ago, but I felt like that kid sort of got overruled by the majority. Mm-hmm. And when you were five, it was, it was just a matter of, no, well, you're wrong. You know, because look at all this evidence. I saw Santa last week on the fire truck. I have presents show up under my tree. You know, my stocking is full. Obviously, he's real. You know, that voice kind of gets drowned out by the majority until a certain age when then they start to influence. So were they, was she actually able to convince kids? No, no. I think wrong. the conversation didn't go on long enough. Like the teacher heard. So oh, like the okay. te- the, I think the way that it went down is the teacher said something about Santa to the class. Eleanor mm. stood up and said, Santa's <laughs> not real. My parents told me Santa's not real. Only little. So she like had like yeah. in front of the class, stood up and had that conversation with her. Then I think the teacher brought her aside. I don't think she convinced anybody. The seed was planted though. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's kind of surprising. Somehow we didn't get to that element of Santa or not, is that if you choose to, to not do Santa, then... Just the consequences you have, you know, you're just choosing to be different than the majority of the people that you're around. There's kind of, obviously there's, you know, consequences to that, <laughs> but we, well, we don't like, even think we mentioned that. So the thing is, is that I had like, I kind of thought our conversation about telling kids whether or not Santa was real or not real mm-hmm. and like how that will like affect their social dynamic was kind of silly because I didn't really think anybody cared enough to make him real except for like. You know, crazy Aunt Joan and her little really aloof kid. You know, I didn't really think it was like part of the norm for your kids to believe that Santa was real. I kind of thought like, yeah, there's like that one kid in class or there's like that. that two. Oh, kids. really? Yeah, I, I didn't know. think that like no. many people really celebrated that Santa was real. So I was like socially underwear. I mean, you know, he is he is the holiday. If you're not celebrating Jesus, you're you're kind of celebrating the spirit of the season and Santa kind of embodies the spirit of the season, right? So I mean, I remember so, sitting on Santa's lap, but I, I remember thinking I'm too old for this. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember for sitting on Santa's wow. lap. Wow. I, I wonder how old you actually were for I you know. to think that. It's before I have a picture for it. And wow, my... look at you. You you were very mature uh for what, probably five year old. I don't know. I mean, I was, really, really, there's only like, uh, like as we were talking about this, I realized that there's only like a three-year window for Santa to actually like be effective. Mm, like, yeah. like probably around like three to like six or seven is like your window, and then so three, three or four years, and then don't really yep. have to do Santa anymore. Yeah, but like even even with a three-year-old, I don't feel like it's super. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Cameron's four. Cameron's four, and he's all in. He's all in. So at least four. Yeah, right. He's on. Yeah. So I. (laughs) So my 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 Santa update is quite a bit different, (laughs) Uh, unsurprisingly, I guess. So I was I was actually editing our last episode, and just like listening to it, and then I was like, oh, I never actually, I never actually kind of followed up on it, or or you know, really thought about it, or whatever. 
and Nicole's only input after I so I told her my my idea about trying to connect Santa and Jesus, you know, as if Santa is kind of Jesus like helper sort of. He's the guy that Jesus uses to deliver the gifts to kids or whatever. And she was like, "Well, the only consequence I see to that is that if you connect Jesus and Santa even further, then you only you only enhance the likelihood that uh-huh. yeah. that when they find out he's not real that they'll they'll connect that unreality to to Jesus, you know." Uh, so I was like, oh, that's, that's a fair point. But we, we decided to go through with it anyway, uh, just because we thought it would be more fun. So anyways, I, the, they were playing in their room for brother time. And I went in there and I said, hey, uh, do you guys want to talk about Christmas for a little bit? And <laughs> you would not believe the level of attention that I had. It is so hard to get those kids to pay attention when I, when I want to talk with them about anything. But when I was when I said, "Do you want to talk about Christmas?" They were the light bulbs were on, the eyes were wide. They they sat down in front of me. <laughs> wow! Know, like they, 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 I had their full attention. And so the way I wanted, the way I decided to go about it was to ask a bunch of questions, like ask a series of questions, because I don't know. I was trying to, you know, like you said, I was trying to gymnastics myself into telling partial truths. uh, or whatever to try to create their world a better world right and so you know i started out just ask why do we do christmas and they say because jesus birthday and i said okay so if it's jesus birthday you know who usually gets presents on birthdays and they like the person whose birthday it is you know (laughs) so i was like oh so so, what i can't wait i can't wait for this (laughs) So I was like, oh, well, who, who actually does get presents on Christmas? And they're like, we do. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I said, why do you think that, why do you think that is? Why do you think we get presents on Christmas? <laughs> and they were like, and this is mostly James. Cameron is mostly listening. You know, James is mostly the one thinking or whatever. Cameron's just listening. But uh, he's like, James is like, uh, maybe because God loves us. And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why everything happens, right? Because God loves us. <laughs> and, and so then I said, yeah, so what is um so it's it's Jesus' birthday though, so you know, we, we wanna it's you know, it's kind of about him. So what makes God or or Jesus happy? What what makes him like the happiest? And they said their answer was us. Like we make Jesus the happiest. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's a pretty good answer. And so I said, you know, what makes kids happy? What makes kids really, really happy? And they were like, presents. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, we're on the Christmas theme, so obviously they're... And James just has his birthday, too, so he's all he's got presents on the mind, you know? And I was like, yeah, you, presents do make kids happy. And so, you know, what I said was, you know, what really makes Jesus happy is making us happy, right? That's, that's, that's kind of the best present that he could get on his birthday is to make, you know, make you and, and, and everybody make kids really happy. And so that's, that's kind of, you know, why. And so then I said, well, how do you think then, like, how does Jesus get everybody their presents? How, like, how does he do that? How does he give everybody presents on his birthday? And they said, oh, Santa, you know, oh, it, must, it must be Santa, obviously, right? And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Uh, and so then I decided to combine it with um, <laughs> the St. Nicholas story, with the, the origin, the origins of Santa, because, you know, he was a real guy. And He's the guy that sort of started the thing. And he, he was a saint, you know, so he was a religious person. Mm-hmm. So then I said, so what do you think, what do you guys think happened before Santa? 
before Santa brought brought people gifts, like what happened if someone's family maybe didn't have enough money to buy them gifts on Christmas? And so then we kind of talk about poor and rich and money and buying things or whatever a little bit because they're still sort of conceptualizing what money is. But but James right. is starting to kind of understand it. But so they kind of get it, you know. Uh, so so what happened? And then James said, uh, they didn't get presents. And I said, yeah. Some sometimes you know people on Christmas they don't they didn't get presents if they didn't have enough money. And I so then I kind of I went into but then there was this guy named Saint Saint Nicholas, or we call him Santa, and he well, he had a lot of money, and he saw a bunch of kids around his town or whatever the however the story goes that didn't have presents, and so then he started buying kids presents on on Christmas that didn't for for families that didn't have a lot of money. So then they're like, oh okay, yeah yeah yeah, and I said so he first started out doing that for you know just just people that were in his town. And supposedly that's true, you know. Supposedly this is yeah, this yeah, is yeah. legend of Saint Nicholas, right? And so that, but then I said so, and he did that, and it made so many kids happy that he wanted to keep doing it, you know, more, more and more, and more for more and more kids. So, like, how, how did he? How how could he get around to everybody's house fast enough? And that you know they know enough about Santa, so they were like, oh, he now he has a sleigh, <laughs> you know, he has a sleigh and reindeer. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right, that makes sense. And then I was like, but. But do you think he had enough money for every kid's presence in the whole world? And they said, no, that would be in like infinity billion money or whatever. And I said, yeah, he didn't have that much money. So how does he get enough toys for everybody in the world? And they know about, you know, they've, they've seen movies and so they know about elves or whatever. And so they're like, oh, they, you know, they, <laughs> he has elves that help him make all the toys for the kids. And I was like, yeah. So, yeah, they, they, they build all the toys and then Santa kind of takes them around. Yeah, then I think I kind of went back and I just sort of resummarized sort of the most important points. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Because Jesus' birthday. Why do we get presents? Because God loves us and cares about us and wants to be happy. And that's what makes that's what makes Jesus really happy is when we're happy. And why does Santa bring us presents? Because you know God wants him to. Because God wants to give you know all the kids all kids presents. And so that was their that was their thing. Uh, and James James really liked it because he was totally into it. And he even he said at one point. He was like, like I, I don't remember which question it was. Maybe it was the, like, what makes God or Jesus happy? And he said us or whatever. He was really happy with his answer that he got it right. And he was like, mm. he said, I'm, I'm using my brain a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, you are, bud. That's so yeah. That is very intricate. Yeah, it was. I am gonna be intrigued to see how you unweave that web. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one thing like hearing you talk about it <laughs> yeah like the closest thing that i can think of is like the devil like breathing <laughs> out the lie i'm like man it's one thing to like tell your kids a lie but then it's like another to, to like reason them into elves and santa and sl- it's yeah it's like <laughs> Like, I was sold last week when you were just talking about it abstractly, like what you're going to do. I was like, wow, that makes sense. And then you tell that story, and I'm like, oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see, I totally disagree. Because if you go read about St. Nicholas and the legend surrounding him, you know, I mean, he was, he was essentially, it's all like, it's that's kind of the whole idea is that God probably inspired him to you know be generous and buy presents for kids on christmas so they could have a good christmas you know and the you know the 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 elements of santa that they already knew about like you have to kind of i mean you kind of have to explain them right if you're gonna maybe they don't for a five-year-old they don't have to make sense but 
Because, I, I mean, I guess, like, I, for me, it just, like, that was what happened with one guy, you know, and his legend sort of just grew and grew and grew over hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. And so, what happened? But but I think the nugget of, of the the core of the thing is actually what happened to somebody some, some at some point. So Yes. Yeah, I mean, I... Yes. <laughs> yep. Then there's just a lot of frosting. Just a, a lot, lot of frosting. frosting on that cherry or whatever. <laughs> yeah, frosting's the best part of any cake. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That's anyways. Interesting. We, we, we could do a podcast about that. <laughs> yeah, so I... <laughs> Uh, so the other Christmas stuff I wanted to talk about was what, yeah, what, what do you do? What are you doing right now to make Christmas better? Or well, what, what? Yeah, I've, I've got maybe a different launching off point. If you would indulge me. Go for it. Uh, so Anna and I had a conversation about Christmas holidays mm-hmm. and about, yeah, like our traditions for Christmas. It, it brought up the conversation for us, like, how do you incorporate your kids into building tradition? There was a bunch of traditions that I had for Christmas that I did not enjoy. Right. Like specifically this came up because Anna really likes the old claymation movies. I don't Mm -hmm. even know, like Rodolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and... Drummer Boy. Yeah. And then what's that other, the snowman? Mm, Yeah. With the fire and ice guy. Yeah. Oh, Frosty. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like I've watched them a lot, but when I was a kid, I watched those movies so dang much. Oh, I hated those movies, <laughs> but they were always playing. And that was just kind of what we did for Christmas was having those. So like she, she brought up like, oh, I want to incorporate more of those movies in our Christmas traditions. And I was like, I'm angry right now. I'm just like angry thinking about those movies because I have watched, I spent way too much time watching those movies as a kid. And it was always like an expectation that we were going to do it, even though like I didn't want to watch them. And so Anna was like, well, I want our kids to feel free to talk to us about what we're doing for Christmas and traditions and stuff. And I just don't know how to incorporate that well into tradition. Because like some traditions you do, you're just going to have to like suck it up because like that's what you do. And so I don't know how to where how to incorporate the kids so that they feel like they have enough freedom to say like hey, I don't like this. Let's not do this next time or whatever. I feel like when when they're young enough, they will tell you that they don't like it by just not doing it. Yeah. So, so I, I I remember things. I mean, we would my mom would make sugar sugar cookies every year, and so we would get to frost and, like, uh, decorate them. And so we would do that every year from probably when I was, like, four until, like, eight or I, – I don't know, whenever. But then we eventually – or she eventually stopped doing it with us because we just lost interest in it. And so I, I don't know. I think you just – do things to do them at the start of it. And then if the kids like it and if they enjoy doing it, then, then you keep doing it. And then I think they'll eventually tell you in one way or another that they don't like doing it. Did she still make the cookies without you and you got to eat them or did she just stop making them all together? 
Yeah, she she would make the cookies if they were just not as uh, decorative. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, sure. So, like, the, <laughs> by the time we were in, like, high elementary or middle school, it'd just be uh, white frosting. Mm. Oh, <laughs> but, okay, gotcha. Maybe yeah. some red or green sprinkles on there. But... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, for that one, it feels like that's almost sort of the due you have to pay if you're going to be eating Christmas cookies or, you know, sugar cookies the whole uh, yeah. the whole season, but... Yeah, if she if she kind of made it easy on herself, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're totally right. I mean, I it's not hard for me to tell at all right now that my kids do not like certain things that we do, and we just kind of make them because we think they're valuable or important, even if they don't like them. So I think you're right that that's how it will be. I I have a feeling though. I have a feeling that doesn't change. <laughs> you know, when they're young to when they're old, I think they just could even become more vocal about it. Yeah, I would think. I just think that a lot of parents have the attitude that they don't care or that they think they know better than their kids. I just, I think that's generally the attitude that parents have. They just think we know better. So even if you don't like things, which you don't, you probably as a kid don't like a lot of things, we're just going to do it because I know better. I think the first step for me would be not having that attitude. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess you have to ask yourself the question and I think either answer is fine, but the question would, for my, myself would be, Am I doing these traditions for my kids or am I doing them for myself? Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing them for my kids, then logically it would follow that you would choose to do things that they like and you would care if they like them. But if you're just doing them because they're traditions that mean something to you, I think that's also fine. But then it doesn't really matter what the kids do. <laughs> but people get into trouble when they think they're doing things for their kids or they pretend they are, I yeah. think. But they're actually doing them for themselves. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just want to be self-aware and actually know which traditions I care about for me and which traditions I care about for my kids. And if they're the ones I care about for my kids, then I, then I would be interested to know naturally, I think, if they like them or not. Because I think the problem, the problem that you're going to run into with your question is I don't know that as a parent, you usually have to initiate those types of things because most kids aren't going to at your children's age are not going to have this sort of creativity or the initiative to think of traditions right, right. And ideas obviously right so you would have to introduce something and try it and then you'd have to be aware of whether or not they're liking them yeah because if you ask you know if you ask your child ella or eli what do you want to do for a christmas tradition it, they, they might have some ideas I mean, maybe you'd be surprised i don't i don't know yeah uh, but but prob- probably not presents <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> let's have more presents more presents on more days I think right now for us, it's hard. Uh, we have a hard time figuring out what exactly we want to do and what our days look like, like Christmas Eve, Christmas, because we're, we're trying to hit up both sets of grandparents. And for the last two years, we haven't really like done an actual Christmas just with our core sure, family, yeah. like me, Adrian, right. and Elliot. What yeah, what is right. he's, he's too young to really even yeah. comprehend what what's going on, uh, but yeah, we were we've been talking about that, trying to figure it out. What do we actually want to do with just our family? And we we haven't really come up with anything. Yeah, that's kind of like like our main tradition, like our standby, is that we alternate grandparents every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's our that's our our traditions are largely controlled by what they are doing right you've got others that we try to do when time allows or whatever like anna makes cinnamon rolls on christmas morning we have 
setting up the tree and like decorating the house with Christmas stuff and watching Love Actually. Like, I think those are our three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my the, gosh. the kids love the last one. Oh yeah, yeah that's a that's the one for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we started doing the last year we did it, and then this year we're doing it again. Did you guys do advent calendars as kids? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you do you did advent? Stuff? Just kidding. That's the one I forgot about. Oh, <laughs> we okay, have this candle advent decorative thing that we also do. Yeah, I don't think we. I don't think my family really did advent stuff. At least that I remember. So. We've sort of incorporated Christmas Advent stuff into bedtime. So this year we have two Advent calendar things. One is a Lego a Lego thing, 24 different mini Lego pieces. It probably costs 30 bucks, and it's very little bit of Legos. But, you know, you punch it open every, every – it's cardboard, and you punch it open every day. And there's a new Lego piece in there that you kind of build or whatever. And then Nicole also bought an advent calendar, but it's just chocolates. You know, it's just candy. Yeah. yeah. And so one of them gets the Lego. One of them one day gets to open the chocolate and they kind of alternate every other day. And then I don't know why we started this. I think Nicole did it, started doing it last year and it, it just stuck. But we they do a Christmas dance where we put on some upbeat Christmas music and then dance around with the Christmas lights, you know, on and stuff. That's awesome. Before bed. And then we do... Do you guys have that? I'm sure, I feel like everybody has it. The the Jesus Storybook Bible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm not sure, but I think it. I think there's 24 stories, like Old Testament stories, before the new. Then you know the New Testament begins with Jesus' birth in that oh, wow. thing. So so every so 24 days you just read 24 stories, and then on the 25th is the Christmas. So that's kind of our bedtime story for the month of December is just going through the that that mm-hmm. Bible. That's one cool. one story a day, yeah, uh, and you know that that's a that's a good one because it they try to make every they try to link every old every Old Testament story they choose has a fairly direct link to to mm-hmm. Jesus coming, you know. So it's sort of a preparation type of thing, I guess, in in that sense for them. I like the things throughout the day that make that remind you that it's Christmas time. Yeah, you know? I mean, obviously the decorations do it, but I like that something in the day is different than it is the rest of the year because it just makes it feel more like mm-hmm. a different, you know, it's sort of a set apart time, not just the day, but the whole, the whole month yeah, or however you long, however long you want your Christmas season to be is distinct in some way. But I definitely think there's more things we could do, but the, that's an easy one to incorporate every day. Yeah. We, the reason why I forgot about Advent is <laughs> ours, like you light candles on this, like Mary and Joseph, it's on a circular thing that kind of spirals inward. And when you hit the center of the spiral, mm, you, yeah. it's Christmas. And <laughs> you're missing like the first five candles. <laughs> so we have to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, because you start on the with the first one and you light the first one, then you tell a story. And mm. obviously, like the candles, the gradation of the candles, like over right, right. the month. Yeah. burn down and down and down and so then you have like a two-year lifespan on it because then when you right. flip the candle it, you can do it the opposite way and so we have run out of some candles so we, we haven't started that it's it's sitting there but we haven't done anything with it yet because i think we're, we're starting it like uh, like on the sixth or something because we don't have candles so right, but right. Yeah, i do like that that's kind of like our 
we kind of we don't always pray before eating dinner or whatever because we just want it to be impactful and like not have it be a routine but have, have it be a time where we encounter god and focus on him you could do that every day but we just think right now it's a little bit more special to to do it intermittently so it is like we kind of do that as a pre pre-dinner thing where you know we light the candle and it is the kids really like it you know we kind of focus we just tell stories different stories about christmas and yeah they like that a lot i'm pretty sure i know the answer to this question but do either <laughs> do either of you guys do elf on the shelf or plan to do elf on the shelf remind me what what it is again <laughs> so you're the the answer is no to the first yeah. one yeah i don't know what it is you don't know oh you guys don't even know what it is oh, i've man. i've heard of it but yeah yeah Wow, that's funny you guys don't know about it. It's funny how, I don't know, I feel like, I mean, obviously this is happening, I think this is happening, but it feels like America is definitely becoming fairly rapidly less and less, less and less of a monoculture where you can just assume that someone has heard of something oh. or knows about something or thinks something or does something or has to watch something or whatever. There's very few things left in, the, in life that are like that. But I think it's a really popular thing in lots of different subcultures of America or whatever. So it's just this elf toy that you put around the house. And I think the deal is that every night you put it in a different spot. And then the kids kind of wake up and they they, they, they like look for him because they don't know where he's going to be or what he's going to be doing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's another thing. I, the reason I like it is because it's a daily thing, right? It's because you as a parent, after they go to bed, you kind of decide where do we want to move him? What should he be doing at night to... Mm. To, to, to right. then be caught doing kind of in the morning or whatever, where, where right. you're going to find him. And so it kind of is like a treasure, not treasure, but it's, you know, just like a, right. they try to find him. I think the the, <laughs> the idea with it is that he's supposed to be sort of mischievous. And so then he, he's supposed to be doing like bad things at night. For, that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people have him do mm-hmm. is he's doing like creating like mischief, which <laughs> which mm-hmm. we don't really love. <laughs> but, but so I, I would probably need to come up with some alternate explanation for why the elf is... Oh, and I think he's supposed to be, yeah, the deal is he's supposed to be around the house because he's keeping an eye on you as a kid to see if you're naughty or nice for Santa. <laughs> so he's kind of wow. like this little this little snitch oh, or whatever that's yeah. like hiding around your house. <laughs> but at the same time as he's reporting back to Santa, he's also creating a lot of problems or doing a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> trying to frame you. Spot. Yeah, exactly. Right, something. Oh. So. But, so we don't have one, but I've... I've heard other people talk about it or seen it, seen it mentioned or whatever, and it, I like the daily element of it. So I've thought, I've thought about how we could, we could do it. And I, I know the kids would love it. I know they would love waking up every morning and trying to race to see who was the first one to find him and seeing what he was up to at night or something like that. Yeah, that's a great. I like want to go buy an elf now. Like, yeah. that's super fun. I really like the daily stuff. We haven't implemented anything like that. So you, at Elliot's age, though, you'd be doing that mostly for yourself, I think. right? Have you guys heard of the pickle in the tree? Yeah, I've, I don't know. I've seen people with pickles in their tree. I don't know what the deal is, though, with it. It's kind of like an event. Like, mom or dad hides the pickle in the tree, and mm-hmm. the first one to find it gets a prize. Oh, okay. The prize isn't the pickle? <laughs> it's, a, it's a pickle ornament. Because I <laughs> thought it until <laughs> Because I asked the same question. And I was like, so you put a... Doesn't that smell... Like, mm. what if you put a pickle in the tree on Wednesday and nobody finds it till Friday because it just reeks? Too bad. So it's like a game. Like, she, the way she described it, I was thinking of it 
you put a pickle in the tree on like the 20th, but it could be placed in the tree anywhere from the 1st to the 25th. So you kind of always have to be looking around in the tree, kind of like right. scoping it out to see. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Is the pickle there? Is the, you know, uh, which I like a whole lot more than the event because you kind of, it just gives you something to think about during the day. Like, oh, I wonder if the pickle's in the tree. Yeah, that, that that's that's a lot more fun. Yeah, I thought it was kind of like a stick it in there and then it's, it's over, you know, in yeah. two minutes until somebody finds a pickle. But that makes a lot more sense, yeah. And that's what I think most people do. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, the other thing we do that it's not, obviously not daily, but I really like to go back and rewatch old Chris, Christmas episodes of shows that I like. Office or Parks and Rec or something when they yeah. do the they do the Christmas party or the seasonal episodes. Just because it manufactures a way to put Christmas in front of us, our eyes, eyes, you know, so we like to watch, sometimes watch those. You want to know, you want to know a funny story about this whole, this whole thing? I think you guys were like celebrating Christmas uh-huh. one year, uh, way more intentionally than Anna and I were. She was like super bummed out. Like you guys were like making cookies next door and you were <laughs> watching like a Christmas movie and you had... yeah. You're like putting up a Christmas tree, and I was like, "Why don't we do more of this stuff?" And I was like, "We're watching episode Christmas episodes of The Office. Like, what? What's more, <laughs> more Christmassy than that?" <laughs> Not placator. Didn't placator. Yeah, we probably just should have invited you over to do that. That would have been a better. That would have been a win-win. <laughs> that would have been a win-win solution. Yeah, Nicole's all about it. It's it's a big deal to her, so she she initiates a lot of that stuff. Christmas celebrations. All right. The other question I have is: Do you what's your what's your policy on or your opinion on opening gifts on Christmas Day? How do you guys do it? Because I I feel like and I've heard this is a this is a matter of I don't know significant debate or contention. Like some people open them on Christmas Eve, some people on Christmas morning, some people yeah. open them. I guess the big difference between the, my family and how Nicole's family did it was my family. It's just a, a free for all. Everybody opens their gifts whenever they on Christmas morning, but they open them at their own pace. They open them, they just open them, and it takes not that long. It's a fifteen minute, twenty minute exercise. I mean, kids want to open their presents, so they just move on quickly. And in Nicole's family, they do. Everybody gets their presents all stacked up. You count them, see how many everybody has, and then you go around the circle like one at a time, and you watch the person open their gift. They open it right, and then the next person opens it, and then you kind of go around until everybody has, you know finished and then the person who gave it to you kind of explains it if they need to or they they say oh you know i got you this because i knew you like this or i heard you say this one time and i found it here and, and you say oh thanks so much yeah i really like it it's great it's just what i wanted because of this reason or whatever and there's you know kind of some dialogue and then it goes on and then they talk about it oh this is what i'm gonna do with it and you know it's a whole it's a whole thing and then it kind of goes around slowly and takes a long time yeah so do you guys have any opinions about gift opening when or how the best way to do it or what what, what do you do Growing up, we would do what your family did, Justin, just yep. everyone. Well, the, the kids would all open up their gifts at, at the same time. But I think now that I'm an adult, I really like one person will open all their gifts. We watch them, everything oh. goes around. So that, that's what we do at my family now. Uh, Adrian's family, it's sort of a, a hodgepodge. I, I, it's not a formal setting, but like no one's saying, all right, Jake, you can open all your gifts now. It just sort mm-hmm. of happens that way. 
And so once someone starts opening their gifts, everyone just sort of stops and looks at them. And so I, I, li- I like the intentionality of it. So, hey, what'd you get? Do you think you'll do that when you have kids and they're older? I think we'll see how it goes. I remember the pre-parole sort of being pretty fun as a kid. <laughs> so, well, I, I think sometimes the kids just sort of dictate that it's a pre-parole. Man, so my experience was always one gift at a time, dialogue. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, whatever. Both sides of the family. And it wow. was the worst. Wow. <laughs> so long. <laughs> so long. And it was, I mean, it was like that sort of pain where you'd been waiting so long for Christmas and you have, you know, like that, in, there's anticipation that's fun and then there's anticipation that's painful, especially because like, yeah, I'm just a gifts guy. And so like, just give me, I don't want the pageantry. Like, I just want the cool new thing or whatever. <laughs> and, oh man. So I'm totally like, for me, I would have, as a kid, I just wanted everybody to run in, grab their presents and open them up. Maybe yeah. like, get everybody sorted and make sure everybody has all their gifts and then yeah. go for it. We decided that we we're going to buy our kids a gift and put Santa. Yeah, we did. We did decide this. We we're going to buy our kids a gift and put Santa from Santa on it to, you know, go along with the Santa myth. <laughs> from Santa, if he was real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a little asterisk. Yeah. May or may not be real. Last year, I don't know if we bought our kids gifts. Maybe we did. Uh, maybe we didn't. I don't remember. This kid, this year, we bought him like a kids gym membership, so that they've got something to do during the winter to kind of like run around and you know, there's trampolines and a bunch of play sets and basketball and stuff, and it's just kids, so like you can run around and you can play with your kids or whatever. So that was a gift that was mutually beneficial for <laughs> for both of us, uh, <laughs> definitely. So, but we got them that. So, like, my my thought is, like, if I were to do it, I would let the kids, like, go crazy. And then if there was a gift that I wanted, you know, then to, like, take a second to appreciate or if right. it was something that was meaningful, then I would, like, just keep it and present it to them, like, after they're done with it. And then they can look at it or, like, hey, I don't get it. Like, why is it important? Or if it costs a lot of money, then they, you know, like... I get to bask in there enjoying them enjoying the new gift or whatever. Because the, the one downside of having everyone do their gifts separately is that you not only have to wait to open it uh, if you're down the line and you have to wait for everyone to open it ahead of you, but then once you open it, you can't even play with it because mm. you have to wait and for the rest of everyone else to open their gifts. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I personally like the one at a time thing because I just, for me, it's a little bit of, and I'm sure I didn't feel this way as a kid, but <laughs> as an adult and now it feels a little bit like a letdown when Christmas is over in 15 minutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to extend it a little bit, but but I do think, so I think we're going to do, we'll still continue to do one at a time, but you know, it can take an hour and a half or it can take 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think, depending on how quickly you kind of go through them. See, I, I like gift giving too. And so that's that's yeah. a big part is that I want to see the response and see the interaction, see the reaction to what I give people. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. I think especially as you move into the, the parenting too, mm-hmm. uh, and you are giving a lot more than getting. That's yeah. That's kind of the <laughs> that's kind of the trade off for the kid, I guess, is you have to wait a little bit to let your parents see. Yeah. That you appreciate it, kind of thing. So it, it'd be fun to like figure out a way to cultivate that in my children to yeah. figure out like how do I get them super excited about giving gifts. Yeah, I mean, we would like to do when we're in a when we're in a country that celebrates Christmas. <laughs> we would like to do the whole the whole angel tree thing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I I feel I feel that as a as a kid that never that didn't really mean a, a ton to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was nice and I, I liked it. it. It didn't didn't quite have this the meaning that I as a parent you would you would hope it did to your kids. Yeah. Maybe that's just because I mean I have problems or whatever but maybe maybe it does mean a lot for other other kids but that wasn't enough for me like yeah. how, like how do, how do you think you could go about doing that well growing up we never really picked out gifts for our parents they would do a thing where we would like walk around the mall and then my mom would start more, more so for my mom but she would sort of look at things, and if she really liked it, she would pick it up, and we would be behind her. My dad and and all of, all of the kids would be behind her, and be like. <laughs> so my dad would be like, "Ooh, she really likes that one." So that that's uh-huh, sure. how they would incorporate us into it. Uh, and so, <laughs> right. But then looking back on that's it, good. it's you realize we didn't get as excited about it because it really wasn't our idea. So for them, it was pretty practical, you know, hey, we're getting something that we like, uh, and then the kids think that they're, you know, picking it out for us, and it's awesome, it's cute, whatever, but I don't know. So maybe when Elliot gets older, trying to just cultivate him and encourage him to think up of his actual ideas of what he wants to give us, and then actually, like, going for it, so... Because I have no idea what a four-year-old would think that his mom would want, but yeah. I, I feel like it'd be pretty funny, pretty interesting. Yeah, we we do that right now with our kids for Christmas and birthdays, but n- not for us, for each other. Mm. So Nicole or me will take James or Cameron to the toy store, and then we'll tell them, "Hey, look around. What's something that you think your brother would like?" And then you can get that for him, right? And that's kind of their gift for them. Yeah. But what they end up do- <laughs> what they end up doing is just getting something that they like, and then they kind of get mad when their brother opens it, and then they don't they don't get to play with it, you know, because <laughs> it's something that they really like, and their brother yeah. opens it, and then they essentially are, are just kind of thinking, when is it my turn to play with that toy? <laughs> yeah, that's you awesome. Uh, so it doesn't it doesn't have the intended effect i think of generating or cultivating a generous spirit <laughs> and also cameron he, he doesn't get he doesn't get presents and wrapping and surprising so just the other day for james's birthday she took him out to the store and he chose some kind of a dinosaur transformer thing and she even said before the home she said hey cameron so this is a surprise james will open this present on tuesday or whatever it was wednesday and don't tell him <laughs> what it is because it's going to be a surprise and he's going to open it on Tuesday and then he'll find out that what the transformer. So you know how the story ends before I even started telling mm-hmm. it. He walks in the door, James is right there and he said, James, James, we just got you this really cool transformer toy with dinosaurs. It's really cool for your birthday. 
<laughs> and Nicole's like, "What, Cameron? What are you doing?" And he's he's four, so he just that's kind of awesome. So, so it wasn't a surprise. And Cameron just got a little bit angry when he didn't get to play with her right away, and just sure. was whining about when it was his turn. So, not exactly, not exactly killing it on that front, I would say. Yeah, but I don't yeah. I don't know what the solution is. Right. Oh yeah, it'll be fun to try to figure that out if it's even possible, but <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I feel like it's the I feel like it's the question that I'm sure that my my parents have had the same types of conversations about how can we you know cultivate this mm-hmm. whatever this selfless sort of you know generous heart in our children at Christmas time or whatever and it's yeah it's I I don't think they came up with anything that was earth shattering or new and I'm, I don't know that I'll be able to either but <laughs> I guess you have to try right it's the yeah part of the Christmas tradition right all right man well thanks for chatting it's yeah it's great we'll see you next week enjoy have a good night all right thanks so much for listening uh, if you would like to help us out and you happen to be driving right now to visit family for the holidays, then we would like to ask you, if you don't mind, to tell somebody that you think might enjoy this podcast, uh, just tell them about it. That would really, really help us out. Thanks so much for that. Otherwise, really hope you enjoy time with your family. Really hope you get a lot out of this Christmas season and uh, have a blessed one. See you next week. Bye.